Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. and welcome to this special edition of Three Bs on the Law. We have a special California edition for you today going over the new California laws. And this is part two. So if you haven't heard part one, uh, check out our podcast on employment laws. So here today, so you don't have to listen to me drone on by myself again, my good friend and partner, Lindy Bradley, has agreed to join us to help me go through those new laws. Lindy, welcome. Thank you so much for helping me out today. It's my pleasure. And uh, for those of you who don't know Lindy, she's a partner of Bradley and Gamelic. Uh, she specializes in supermarket and restaurant defense. She's also on the board of directors of the Association of Southern California Defense Council. And she really is just a great partner and colleague uh, to practice law with. We always have fun uh, and we always have some interesting discussions. She's been a guest before. So if you haven't uh, seen her episode on supermarkets uh, that we did earlier in 2020, uh, check it out. So, Lindy, without further ado, why don't you get us started on the non-employment uh, laws that may be interested to business owners and, and just people in general? Sure. Uh, I'm going to start with a law that I think was probably motivated by some of the activities that we have seen occur since uh, the beginning of the pandemic in March uh, we have passed a new law that essentially says that by April of 2021, hospitals have to maintain at least a three-month supply of personal protective equipment uh, for their workers or face a fine up to $25,000. Uh, anybody watching the news knows that there was an incredible shortage of protective gear for medical professionals at the onset of the pandemic, and it left uh, a lot of professionals wearing uh the same protective uh, gear for numerous days, which isn't safe. And so this uh, certainly encourages uh, us to be more prepared. And I think we will be more prepared now that we've seen um, what can happen. Right. Uh, the second law uh, that I get to talk about today is one of my personal favorites of the year. It is a new California law which covers price gouging. And it are now it, it again, I believe, was uh, was brought to light a little bit by some of the things that happened at the beginning of the pandemic. And it applies to sellers who only sell products once an emergency is declared. So for all of us that have watched the news and seen those individuals that have gone from uh, place to place buying up all the hand sanitizer and toilet paper, I think was probably the biggest thing that got that got taken off the shelves uh, in unreasonable amount. Um, they can now um, be prosecuted for that. And so um, hopefully we won't see another shortage like that again. Um, but, but more importantly, it allows uh, members of the community who may have, may have um, low income to have the same protections that, uh, that people, other people do by having that available in, in you know, dollar store type places. Yeah, I think that's a great law, I think, uh, that's going to benefit, hopefully, everybody in the future. Yeah. Um, so the first law that I'm going to talk about in this episode is 
private insurance companies must now fully cover medically necessary mental health and substance abuse treatments. Uh, you might think, wow, that's a weird thing to bring up, but the reality is anytime insurance companies are required to provide more coverage, it drives costs up. That means it's gonna drive up the cost to the business and likely the cost to the employees and it affects your bottom line. And so you just need to make sure that you plan for that because medical costs, as you know, continually go up and, and never down. And so I think that ultimately uh, that is going to make insurance costs for at least medical insurance a little bit higher in the coming years. Sure. Um, diversity also continues to be a hot topic in California. AB 979 requires publicly held corporations that are based or headquartered in California to have at least one person on their board of directors who represents an underrepresented, an underrepresented. That's, I really can speak everyone out there, an underrepresented community in an effort to increase diversity in corporate leadership. So they want to see more ethnic uh, diversity uh, on those boards, as well as they want to see, as you, as uh, I talked about earlier in the year, they want to see women on boards in the state of California. And so I think those are uh, two good developments. Never sorry to hear that. <laughs> Women, girl power. Uh, AB 3075 creates new successor liability for companies that have purchased, consolidated, or merged with other businesses that have similar operations. And under this law, the successor will be liable for any wages, damages, and penalties owed by the predecessor company to employees. So essentially, if you're looking to purchase a company and the company that you are looking to purchase or merge with has uh, wage and hour violations or owes wages to employees, you as the purchaser or the person merging with the company can now be liable for that. And I think um, that's a big deal and you need to be careful when you are considering that and do your due diligence and look into indemnity clauses and things like that in those purchase agreements. So I think that's going to be a big deal uh, moving forward because wage and hour litigation is increasing all the time here. It's a, it's a big uh, litigation uh, topic here in California. And it also may affect, you know, what kind of deal you're really getting if you're making a business deal to buy a company and it is overwhelmed with litigation and you're buying that litigation as well, it may, it may balance out what your purchase price is for that company. Well, and you know, if you have a class action lawsuit, uh, that could be devastating to a company by itself. And if you're purchasing a company that's in that position uh, that has that exposure, you know, it's just something you need to be aware of and, and think about. I feel like I got all the good laws uh, on my list of laws to discuss. And so the next one I want to discuss is uh, a new law that has to do with cleaning products. Um, as of 2021, cleaning products sold in California must now list all ingredients on their labels. I know personally, I like to be able to see um, what the ingredients are in food. And a lot of people, um, especially people with kids, uh, you want to know what kind of ingredients your cleaning products have uh, so that you can decide whether you want to have them in your house. So this is a good one and I like it. Yep. Um, 
so the next law I'm going to talk about is the new property tax law. It says California homeowners who are 55 or older can get a property tax break when moving into a new home under Prop 15. So this is a voter approved law. It was approved in last November, but it blends the taxable rate of the old home with that of the new, presumably more expensive home. And we bring this up because the tax break could really help with re retirement planning as you are planning to uh, downsize your home uh, and purchase, you know, a new a new home. Okay. Um, as you said before, diversity has always been a big topic in California. Uh, and my next law kind of builds into that. Uh, now a person can be fined or charged with a crime if they make a 911 call to threaten or harass a person on the basis of race, ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation. So um, I think that that's a that's a good one. And there's also been an, uh, a change in uh, as it relates to 911 emergency calls. Now 911 emergency um, uh, call centers must accept text messages, not just phone in calls. And so you can imagine in our world of texting and how prevalent texting is also in cases where maybe you have people that are at high risk and can't make phone calls, they can still uh, reach out for help through a texting um, process that may, um, may really improve how people get access to emergency services. Yeah, I see this being a, a big deal in domestic violence cases. 100% agree. Uh, when someone can quietly text instead of making a phone call, it may make the difference um, between getting help and not getting help. Yep. So, um, and then uh, I want to segue over into uh, a law in California related to fire, because in California, we have had several years now back to back where we have had massive fires in California, devastating fires. Uh, so uh, there's a law enacted in 2021 that says that homeowners in high fire hazard areas must create a five foot ember resistant zone surrounding their home. Uh, and outdoor decks with guidelines from state officials phased over the next two years. So for myself, uh, I live in a fire um, zone community. Uh, this is good news. I, I think this will help uh, possibly from from having fires really expand beyond um, the borders of, you know, being a small fire to a huge fire. Yeah, you know? I, you know, I hate to say this law kind of surprised me because I thought it was already required. Because I also live in a fire zone and the fire department visits us every year to either, you know, to give us the check that our house has the requisite clearance. And so I'm really happy to see that this is now a law throughout the state of California. Now you have to do it. <laughs> um, cell phones, they're not going away. Uh, I think they are well established in our culture. Uh, but now if you get caught driving with your cell phone twice, uh, you get a point off your driving record. Uh, prior to this year, you, you just got fined, but it didn't result in a point off your driving record. And my hope is that that will be a deterrent for people to put their uh, cell phones down while they're driving. I can't tell you how many times I have looked at my rearview mirror and seen the person, you know, looking down and you can tell they're texting uh, and hoping that they look up before they hit 
the back of your car. Well, we've we've talked about this before, but uh, I think it's far more disturbing to drive by a car and seeing somebody watching Netflix while they're driving. So uh, it can be worse. And unfortunately, now that it's dark, you can actually see what they're watching on Netflix in their car as you drive. It's how I drive by you. It's how I figure out what I'm going to watch next on Netflix <laughs> when I'm coming home. And we joke about this, but unfortunately, that is kind of the reality that we see here on the freeways every once in a while. So the the next uh, law that I'm going to discuss is is arises out of a sad situation, as most of the world knows. Um, and and you and I both live in pretty close proximity to the crash, but. Uh, an emergency or a law enforcement responder who takes photos of deceased persons for any reason other than official investigation can now be charged with a misdemeanor. And this law was written following um, the uh, criticism received uh, by the sheriff's department um, for sharing photos of the helicopter crash that um, that killed, uh, I, I think it was nine people, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and uh, and all the folks that were traveling with them uh, that day um, in a helicopter crash. Yeah, um, and, and it just seems like it's common sense. So yeah. um, no criticisms of that law here. Um, the next law I'm gonna talk about is an app-based food delivery services must now have permission from the restaurant before it can deliver its food. And the companies must also make sure that there are food safety seals on the food, that aren't broken when they arrive at people's residence and there have to be temperature controls used during delivery. I know this, um, I've used delivery services significantly more since the beginning of COVID since we can no longer uh, go out to eat. And so I think this is just a great layer of protection for consumers out there who are ordering from these app-based delivery companies. And it also encourages more business in general when a consumer feels safe about their food products that they're receiving, they're more likely to make more purchases. And, and right now, a lot of people are subsiding on um, jobs that have to do with food-based apps like um, you know food, food delivery services and also grocery delivery services. Um, this one applies more to food delivery, but it, it is a consideration. The safer people feel, the more likely they are to use the, the product. Yeah, I don't, every once in a while, I just am tired of cooking. I have never cooked so much in my life as during COVID, <laughs> but just because you're, you have to, because you don't have alternatives um, like we used to prior to COVID. It's true. And I'm looking forward to a day when we can all go back out to dinner. Me so too. <laughs> um, so one of the last ones I um, I pulled up, uh, I actually thought of you, Camille, because um, being law partners and friends, uh, I know about your involvement with Pause for Life Canine Rescue, which is a wonderful nonprofit organization that you um, that you work with. And so uh, I have a law for you to read um, because I think it's perfect for you. So uh, the last new law we're going to talk about is the retail sale of dogs, cats, and rabbits is no longer allowed. Um, shelter and rescue groups can offer pets for adoption in pet stores as long as the store isn't paid uh, to display animals. And so I know our organization, we actually have uh, 
inmates through the California Department of Corrections train uh, dogs, uh, both basic training to be placed in forever homes. And we also provide service dogs uh, to fire departments, to veterans. And we recently uh, provided a service dog to one of the children that was shot up in Saugus during that mass shooting. I think it was maybe a year and a half, two years ago now. Well, just it does so much good. And especially I know that there were just two dogs donated to different fire departments um, recently, how much uh, comfort those dogs give to our first responders and to, you know, the people that they help as well. And so it's just a really wonderful organization. If I understand the organization correctly, all of the dogs that are, are trained in your program are come from shelters. They do. All of our dogs come from shelters or other rescue situations. So that's amazing. And then um, the last little bit I think is funny because there are still some old laws on the books that I thought it would be fun for us to discuss. Uh, they're not exactly um, being followed, but they're funny. <laughs> well, this first one, Lindy, you are welcome to break this law anytime at my house. So in Los Angeles, it is illegal to wash your neighbor's car without permission. You may break that law at my house anytime. Wasn't any, kidding. Any day of the week. Clean <laughs> my house and break the law by washing my car. Anybody. It's perfectly yeah. great. Um, the next law, um, believe it or not, vehicles cannot surpass speeds of 60 miles per hour if there's no driver. So driverless cars can't surpass 60 miles per hour. Uh, my hope is that we will see... Uh, more driverless cars so I can sit and read the newspaper while I go to work <laughs> in the morning and have my coffee. But I, for some reason, I'm just don't think that's going to happen uh, in the next five or 10 years anyway. But I think it's kind of funny that we've already planned for it in advance. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about these laws, um, just like any other rule, is that the the reason to have these laws is because someone has done something before they were enacted. Um, so somewhere uh, in California, somebody was driving a vehicle more than 60 miles an hour without a driver. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and that brings me to the last one, which also means that this has to have happened, which is amazing, but it is actually illegal to hunt game from a moving vehicle unless the hunting that you're doing is whaling. But of course, in California, whaling is also illegal. So I'm hoping this was a very old law and um, fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been fun, Lindy. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on this special California edition of Three Bs on the Law. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Three Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B-S-ON-THE-LAW at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.